Welcome to another episode of your favorite show, I'm sure, the Clifford Nagorski Show. Let's get this party started. I'm here with my sweet, lifelong friend, Aaron Mellinger, and we're going to talk a little talk. We're talking now, yeah. You ready to talk? You ready to jabber those jaws? You ready to grind some molar, baby? That's what we're here to do. Um, uh, we're gonna get into some stuff. I like to let the end of this song play out a little bit. Get ready for this fill, my favorite fill. Play. Well, my friend, how are you doing? Cheers. How's, it, how's anyone cheers. doing? How's anyone doing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. We're 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 not doing great. I'm doing weird. We're all doing slightly bizarre, right? Doing weird. Yeah. What's weird look like to you? Weird looks like. Um, Everybody has to evaluate what's happening instead of being able to ignore it, I guess. These are interesting times. We got we don't get to enjoy each other's ugly faces. We don't get to make our buddies laugh uh, on stage anymore, entertainment music. Nobody can dance, jiggle their hips. To, and feel the vibration of that weird, like, shitty dance floor buzzing beneath them. Um, there's no space for, like, chance to happen where, like, hey, maybe I would have met the guy who plays bass incredibly because we both want to drink be- drink a beer at the same sh- stupid place. And now we meet, and now we're in a band together. There's, like, less chances for people to collaborate now we just kind of have to sit stagnant slightly. I don't know. What do you think? That's, that, that, that doesn't sound right, what I, I just said. The, the Casio has me so enthralled that I don't care about live performance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't really go wrong with the Casio. You go to Costco. You say, where's your keyboards? And they go, well, we don't have a whole section. We only have this one keyboard this month. There'll probably be a different brand one in another two months, but it'll get the party started. You hear that? Chaos? It's like the Tonight Show. Paul Schaefer. Do you think that's the music that plays in Paul Schaefer's head when he goes sunglasses shopping? Wow. I don't think there's a better description for that. <laughs> That's, they're hitting us again with it. Let's start a new beat, bro. Let's get some... Ah, let the kid let a little beat happen. So, I have a question for you. I, I didn't realize this, but there must have been some strange thing calling out to me to come up with this as the topic. 
but death. I didn't realize you had a, a death in the family. I'm so sorry. Multiple sweet people have passed away. But I just want to know, what are you... What are... Have you found... Have you made peace with with the thought of dying? I think that coming from a place where you're raised uh, out of your own flower bed, which means, like, you're not even entitled to the birth that you had because you have to be saved from it. Uh, I think that when you come to a place in your life that you see that you are actually born into a part of forever uh, and that cannot be taken away from you you have a different appreciation for yourself, your own experience uh, because it's not based on anyone else's validation it's based on what you've felt and that I think if you're gonna say God is made in man's image man's made in God's image you would say that we're made of experience no one can take your experience away and uh, you can make it as amazing or devalue it as much as you like. Where do you think I stand? Do you think I've devalued it? I feel like you've come to exactly where I am in appreciation for your life without ever speaking to you on this topic before. (laughs) Uh, What gives me faith in mankind is seeing uh, people I love start to see their own power. That's amazing. Does that get, does that feel you in life? What does that do for you? That real is that that observing that. Gosh, I feel like a Jehovah's Witness on the front door right now. Woo! Being interviewed. No, we're just talking about death, and I'm just trying to get down. Everybody feels different about death. There's some people that I talk to that go, please, you're going to give me an anxiety attack. Don't talk about this. I don't know what happens. I don't know. They they have, like, strong opinions. So deeper than the last stupid thing that I said. It was Uh, a great thing. The last stupid thing. We just need another layer. All right. Uh, It's a symphony. It's a symphony of thought. So give us the next layer. Give us the violas. <laughs> the next layer is that, uh, gosh, yeah, no, it, it can't be taken from you. You, you are a fractal expression of the divine. Uh, this is coming out of my hiney, my divine, <laughs> my divine hiney, and my divine, divine, my divine feeling about my hiney is that. Uh, yeah. God's made of us, not the other way around. That's interesting. 
I need to hear more about that. God's made of us. I want to wrap my head around that a little, a little more. Oh, let me just. I like that thought. That's let, beautiful. Let me talk about my assumptions, because that's all I have. Yeah. No, that's a. That's it. That's what we're doing. We're just talking about so, what, how are your feelings, your thoughts on this topic. When I started to come to an idea of um, exploring what I thought about my own experience, that was the beginning of meditation for me. And uh, the beginning of that was really asking, am I mostly life? Am I mostly death? The, The answer to that is that life itself is impossible and that uh, forever's right here. And you can make it really, really great, like take that golden coin from the Jesus story and invest it in yourself. Or you can make it really stupid and think that you're already married to the divine in some uh, divorce-free relationship. I'm rambling. Is there also a concept maybe of if there's nobody to observe God, does he exist? Is you know what I mean? Is God just there? What does he he wanted an audience it seems like. It seems like he was like let me get a little planet going. It's in the classic theology. This isn't I know there's a thousand different ones, but we both came from the same religion, yeah. basic Basically Christianity, right? A a beautiful thing about learning a little bit of what science uh, assumes versus what religion assumes to me was that uh, I'd always been told that evolution assumes that we come from nothing. Not true. Science says that there can never be ever, ever more than there ever was energy cannot be created or destroyed so therefore uh, if experience is this ongoing thing that is what makes up God how would God play a game with itself well by forgetting right I mean well yeah the only thing that makes the experience worth living is forgetting everything you know about the last thing discovery and novelty are like the greatest things of our lives and uh so no well i so god is more us than we are god it's an unfolding universe yeah, of, of I don't, experience. And, uh, there's so many wild things that are, are left to discover, too. It's I feel like we're right there on the edge. We're about to... There's going to be a batch of information that comes through soon that's going to just kind of change the way we view life, health, like the, the, the universe, most likely, and our own reality. I don't know what that's going to be, but it always happens. I mean, just the Wright brothers, and or just actually beyond that, even just a hot air balloon, that changed the way people understood the landscape around them. 
getting that perspective, getting that high and looking down, they, there was no coming back from that perspective of the concept of getting that high up and, and checking out yourself, basically. That's, that's the idea of uh, the stairway to heaven. I mean, stairway to heaven is a perspective on your own life, a way to, to appreciate what you've seen and what you've been. And, uh, yeah, those things are all interpreted through stories of what it means to be human, through the things we were raised with. Just br- new perspectives through in- almost engineering and science and philosophy. It's like all, com- it's all combined. There's like, I, I just think that we're right on the precipice of some wild new discovery and, uh... I'm looking forward to it. We need something new. I think it's important for us right now when we discover that there's uh, uh, UFOs being made off of Earth that we get a less distracting president, maybe? So I think this might be setting us up to uh, get some new information because we don't have to listen to weird tweets and sarcasm and crazy sassiness. Maybe maybe we're making a little space to, and we're all we're all in a quarantine. The next year, this might be a good time to meet the meet the, the mothership if it comes down. I like when we ramble off script. <laughs> of course, that's all I've ever been able to do. If there was some kind of a thing I had to remember to say or structure that I had to maintain. I couldn't even uh, function. Listen to this music for a second. That was a little fill. Drum solo. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for talking with me. We've done, we're doing giving him a 15-minute jammer. Um, maybe you want to come back next week or something. Maybe, maybe I'll plan on being sensical. You, no, that wouldn't go well with the show. That'd be off. That would ruin the show, you bastard. So, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna say our goodbyes. We don't even, you guys don't even know who Aaron is, what he does, what his deal is, but sometimes that's kind of fascinating. But I also do think it's interesting our little story together. Aaron, would you like to give him a, the brief description on our way out? of who Aaron is. You're an incredible hairstylist. You're an amazing musician. You've done... He was like the daddy of making music in your bedroom since I can remember. I was like 12, 13, and I would go over to his house, and he had... I was like, wow. He, it was like the oldest computers, too. Does that... What, what year would you say that would be? 
97, like a Pentium 133. We're laying down the. I have experimental Clifford tracks on my computer. Do you know this? <laughs> I don't know that. I, I was just looking through all my old files and I have. I gotta hear them. The worst me and the worst you is oh, forever. I can't on a wait. I wanna put that on a pedestal. That needs to be celebrated. Uh, <laughs> Aaron didn't agree. He looked down and went, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Aaron, he's an amazing musician. He's been in the game forever. He used to make sound libraries for a long time for Acid, right? For yeah. Acid. Sonic, Sonic Foundry. and Sony when they bought Acid. But, uh, yeah, I was mostly fascinated by sound and keyboards and, um, uh, you absorbed all of everything I appreciated just from knowing you, and uh, you were one of the few people who were like interested in all the weird shit that I was interested in. So, Edward Caspell, this is all completely masturbatory. Yeah, no, it's fun. No, but I, it's just <laughs> important to note, you know, I was a little guy hanging around with older guys. Who, and it didn't always turn out bad. It didn't always turn out bad. <laughs> Once in a while it was. I remember I was drinking and I was sitting in front of every all the the ladies and I was just like had a pillow over my crotch. Like I was doing stupid things. I probably me tooed. I've got like several me too. It's the light me tos. It was like party stuff, right? Like the, in in early two thousand, you'd be going to a party and you're just you, people were getting weird. I don't know. I saw boobs I didn't ask to see. They saw and I and I, for all just for all, just so we make it clear, there was no naked genitals. It was just that I was in my boxers and I was sitting in a position where you could see that I had a heavy bush, and it never occurred to me, like oh you should be trimming your pubic hair. But especially in the early 2000s, there was like commercials you'd see on TV late at night for like by Jenna Jamison, and she had this special pube trimmer, and it would be like you can do a star pattern, <laughs> you could do the Playboy bunny in your pubes. So everyone was really into trimming their pubes, and I remember that it, that I got a comment like, "Hey, you got to trim those pubes." And I was like, oh, shoot, shoot. They can kind of see my pubes sticking out. And I'm like, what do you do with them? I learned about what to do with your pubes. They're like, you just trim them and you throw them. I'm like, where do I throw them? I don't want my parents to find a big ball of pubes in the trash. They're going to wonder what the hell's going on. And they were like, oh, you trim it and then you throw it into the toilet and flush it. And so that was kind of the game for, for a while. But... Then I, um, I decided it's not for me. I like a wild, crazy bush. What do you think about uh, wild, crazy bushes? I'm just glad I wasn't part of the process. No, I'm glad you weren't either. It was a, like tender. It was like my own problems. It was like a motherly thing. It was like, kid, you're gonna want to trim those pubes. I'm sorry, but what, do you feel that? Okay, you got your own problems? Yeah, I mean, my pubes are kind of my blessing because uh, they... Do you let them ride? They... Well, the ones on my nipples kind of prevent the knowledge that my nipples are looking off in different directions. 
Oh, uh, distracted. But like eyelashes, almost. Nipples are distracted. They're somebody's. Yeah. Remember, somebody's... I always had, I, I always had those those crazy nipples. One of the worst things that ever happened to me. This, I was on the this way is to. A good story. I was on the way to Aaron's house to hang out on like a Saturday, and me and my brother stopped by the gas station. I was about like 17, 18 maybe, and. The guy at the gas station, this Indian dude, came out, and I was wearing a wife beater, of course. I know that's horribly named, and it would never be named that now, but that's what it was called. Stupid white tank top. Uh, And the guy came out from inside just to tell me how much he liked my nipples. He goes, you have a nice nipple. You have the nice nipple. And I was, it blew my mind, and I really didn't even notice. That was like a dec. That was a decade where I was being told things about myself that I didn't even worry about. I was like taught to be self-conscious at that time. It was like this guy. This guy's talking about my nipples. I got the girls going, dude. You got to do something about that crazy bush. I didn't know what I was doing with myself. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, this has been a wonderful conversation, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna get, we're gonna have Aaron back possibly next week to, to, to chat some more about my bush, and that's it. Any final words, Aaron? Any final message you want to leave the people with? I love you, people. Yes. That's it. Very simple. Have a good one. Take care of each other. And for God's sake, take some vitamins. I haven't even begun to take vitamins, but I feel like if I start becoming the champion of everyone taking their vitamins, I myself will begin taking vitamins. I don't know if it's going to happen. I still haven't eaten yet, and it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I don't have any plans on eating. I'm gonna go to an open mic with my buddy Craig Spivik and that's gonna be that. Thank you, Aaron. Is, do you want, if you guys want your hair cut, go to hell. Start with your neck. Start with your, yeah. Start with your pubes. <laughs> All right, have a good one, guys. <laughs>